0: reading and studying running like naruto that doesn't a fake when up. Peg. as you can see there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done so stick with us because what you do in pod it's gonna have some fun
1: so stick with us because what you do in pod is gonna have some fun, fun.
0: mom felipe will and navi are making a podcast Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Whatcha Doin', your favorite Phineas for Ferb Rewatch podcast, and we are here. It is season three. Now, here is someone who sometimes really would like to give up. It is Felipe, and I'm not alone. I am joined by someone who never wants to run. In fact, she would rather just sit in the library and read books all day. It is Navi. Navi, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, that's probably the most accurate intro we've done so far for me. I do not like running. <laughs>
0: I Running? You can miss me with that. Physical activity? No. No, ma'am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Navi, what's new with you? How you been?
1: Um, you know, tired. Um, at least the snow is melting, so there's that.
0: Yes, we are hopefully in springtime. Um, yeah, Navi, uh, I'm excited to get into season three of Phineas of Ferb. Uh, we don't have Will yet. He is still in Germany in Deutschland. Uh, but uh, it is just the two of us and that means that we each get to recap an episode Um, but before we get started what are your memories of season three if you have any Uh, because I don't
1: Uh, well when I was watching the show I didn't know what episodes were in what season Um, but just based off these two episodes alone. Uh, this seems to be like a very fun season so far. I enjoyed both of the episodes. Uh, it was a really strong start to season three.
0: Yeah, and this technically were the... They were the first two episodes created, but they didn't air first in season three. The one we're going to watch next time, The Great Indoors slash Kenderamy, were uh, aired first. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find out the dates because we still have to do Across the Second Dimension, I believe. Uh, because at some point that's going to air. Okay, so that that aired after these episodes did. So we can do across the second dimension when Will is back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh did you so you didn't remember either of these cuz I sure as not. I sure did not.
1: I remembered the first episode. The second one was a bit foggier.
0: I did love that I recognized jesse from Toy Story as Joan Cusack being a, <laughs> the the grandma. Yeah. Um but yeah, do you want to get started with the first recap? Just to get everyone caught up, we are recapping Run, Candace, Run, as well as The Last Train to Bustville, uh, which aired... Oh, I should have not deleted that uh, window. Uh, the Those aired originally on March 11, 2011. Uh, they are production code 301A and 301B, and they got 3.21 US million viewers, um, which I don't think we do that regularly, but... I was trying to stall. I don't know why. (laughs) Reasons unknown, but Navi, take us away with the first episode.
1: All right. So starting off with the, it's mostly Candace, Linda, and Jeremy plot. There's not a whole ton of Phineas and Ferb in this first half of the episode, Um, But it does start off with the boys watching the Uncovery channel. Uh, They're watching a documentary about cheetahs and they know what they're going to do today. And Candace predicts that, but she says she's going to be chill because she's going to go to Jeremy's family picnic, but then she becomes not chill when she realizes she doubled or even tripled booked herself with both Linda and Stacy.
0: Yeah. I wanted some resolution from the Stacy plot line. Like I was like, what did she like on Stacy doing? Why is Stacey wearing this outfit? Like this animal head? i um, like, and she doesn't, we don't even acknowledge it for the rest of the episode. Which is very funny. Yeah, but also like the, the completionist in me wants to know what happened and what Stacy like, you know, cause we're never going to get Stacy calling Candace out deservedly so.
1: I, I'm content with it, just leaving it off. Like I like leaving stuff to the imagination. Sometimes it helps with the humor.
0: That's valid. That's valid.
1: All right, so the boys end up making super shoes, uh, which they then go to test out. And Candace is sort of like eavesdropping on them. And then when they leave, she uses the extra pair that they made to run between the picnic and the library. And I love the little gags we get when she's like running to and from the library to jeremy's picnic my favorite one is the one that is probably the darkest with annabelle where they're like oh yeah she like got lost 20 years ago and she never came back i thought and it was a dog at first that was really she, funny
0: when she picked up the woman i was like oh i bet she's annabelle i i just felt like it um but did you did you i mean you've seen the episode before did you remember this little thing
1: yeah, I remembered this part uh, pretty well. Uh, it's probably the most memorable part of the episode now. So
0: Yeah. Uh, I ha- we haven't seen Jeremy's tattoo, right? Or his birthmark?
1: Yeah, the birthmarks are giving, like, this is probably going to go over your head, Felipe, but it's giving uh, Joestar family birthmarks from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where they all just have the same, like, style of tattoo. It's very fun.
0: Yeah, this definitely went over my head because as soon as I started Googling Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, it says Japanese animated anime series. I was like, okay, maybe Will has a better chance at this, but if Creative Bobby's listening, he will know what's up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think um, Creative
1: Bobby's listening? I don't know. Absolutely he's like not. No, <laughs> Creative Bobby <laughs> yeah.
0: has a life. Like if I feel like the rankings for the everyone and their brothers listening to this episode is Will number one. Then I would say TJ, Sam, Creative Bobby last. Um and like sam i feel like would listen he's more likely to listen uh on paper but i think tj's more of a fan of phineas Ferb. But that makes sense
1: okay yeah that makes sense yeah. i can see that but also um,
0: tj tj has a baby so maybe he doesn't even have time for other podcasts let alone this one where his friend's not even on i like to think i'm tj's friend in my head
1: i'm pretty sure tj doesn't know i exist so
0: (laughs) okay let's let's have will or nathan uh let us know what they think of like okay because nathan is obviously above tj and sam and robbie or or creative bobby uh so uh will is the most likely to listen to this then nathan then tj then sam then creative bobby Um, yeah
1: i think robert's definitely in last place
0: but i think sam at least knows who you are yeah, well,
1: we've been on a podcast before, so you better know who I am.
0: <laughs> I'm here for the Sam and Navi fight. Um, let's let's put it on Twitch stream. Let's like let's do it uh like Sam Navi. It's gonna be posted
1: they... on World Star Hip Hop later. Yes. Just like <laughs>
0: um Navi has beef with Sam Davis. Let's get that rumor started.
1: No, no. Uh Sam, you're cool, I guess. For now.
0: For now. Um Anyways, Navi, what else is happening in this episode?
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, during the 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 segment where Candace is running to and from the library in the picnic, uh, one of the kids at the the library is like, "Why is your neck so long? <laughs> like so brutal."
0: This girl came for Candace. I'm gonna find up her name. Uh, but what? I I was like, why is she coming for Candace like this? That's n- unnecessary. But I also loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you have like a specific part in this like bit? I guess that you really liked, or
0: I mean, I really enjoyed this little girl because she didn't know how to read. Uh, mm-hmm. She was like Leah Michelle. Yes. Um, I'm looking. Uh, so Smorky the giant rabbit's family picnic. Can I can I re- give Smorky my point? <laughs>
1: Smorky? I uh, sure I mean Will's not here, uh, and I'm too much of a pushover, so I'm like, sure, I'll let you do it.
0: So uh is is it's kind of funny because it's like oh it's about a family picnic. Okay, her name is Sally, I think. Sally, okay. she was in lawn. Oh, she's been in this uh, show multiple times. Um she's the girl who had Mary McGuffin temporarily. Mm -hmm. um she was voiced by allison stoner in this episode but she's had four different voice casts uh candy milo uh mira Blinkoff, uh allison stoner in this episode and then benita shekel in the next appearance um and yeah she she is a fan of ducky momo she's been in multiple episodes so like if we ever see her again her name is sally
1: oh the more you know also, this is where we get the Run Candace Run song, which I really liked. like. I was like, Navi
0: top. probably loves this, like, soft-spoken, so spoken word sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. What did you
0: think? I thought it was interesting, because I was like, I wonder if there were any copyright laws broken with the Forrest Gump stuff, because they probably trademarked that shit. Um, but I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was kind of, like, hilariously bad song, and that's why I was like, Navi's gonna love this. Um, yes, it's great. Uh, is this your early contender for your wettest friend of the season?
1: Uh, Yes. I love I it. I unironically love it. Like, I think it's, like, genuinely really good song. I would listen to this uh, even if it wasn't, like, a Phineas and Ferb song. But My
0: Wettest Friend is uh, – you don't like that
1: song? I like it, but I like it because it's called My Wettest Friend.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. But the song is actually kind of good, I think. I think My Wettest Friend is a good song.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's a good song. I think I like this song better than My Witness Friend.
0: Okay. Um, but yeah, no, this I felt like this was a meme song, but the fact that you actually enjoyed it is kind of funny because I'm like, oh, I got it wrong.
1: hmm So while Candace is doing all her, like, shenanigans, uh, the boys are testing the shoes, and they conclude that they cannot run faster than light, um, which I guess is, a, like, a nice uh, non sequitur, I guess. Um, And then at the picnic, they're about to give out awards, and they have a moment of silence for uh, Grandma uh, uh, Hildegard's uh, 85th birthday. Um, And that's when Candace runs through the entire thing and destroys everything at the picnic. But she does end up finding long-lost relative Annabelle at a random open house that has nothing to do with this episode whatsoever. Um, And then she gets Grandma Hildegard's approval. And that's basically the episode.
0: Yeah, no, uh, the, the Annabelle and her husband were giving, uh, in Better Call Saul, Betsy and, uh, <laughs> oh, I forget his name, Craig Kettleman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. I, I like that take.
0: Um, no, I, I, um, enjoyed the B-plot that we'll get into shortly, but, uh, Candace, like, she didn't even uh, try to go to Stacy's thing. Uh, and I was upset for her Um, but like the library stuff was funny Uh, the lemonade melting I thought that's where we were gonna get the song because you heard the ticking of the clock Um, and Linda was like oh I'm gonna read but my favorite was Sally reading like Leah Michelle.
1: yeah and the thing is Linda looked so proud when Candace was reading through the book she was like oh look at her being all mature yeah (laughs) all right want to get to the Doof and Perry plot
0: absolutely
1: Alright, so while all that's going on, uh, Perry gets a, mes- mes- a mission from Major Monogram about Doof missing his mortgage payments and that Doof must be funneling the extra money for something evil since his ex Charlene is loaded and would bail him out anyway, which I thought was like a really fun uh, premise for this uh, Doof plot, would you say?
0: Yeah. Because like yeah. we've discussed Charlene and the alimony payments before, right?
1: Yeah. So at Schwartz Evil Incorporated, there's a bank-sponsored open house going on. And and that's where Doof tells Perry that he's going through a financial crisis and how he'll be homeless if he doesn't solve it. And Perry's just like, just call Charlene. And Doof's like, no, because he does want Charlene to tell him, I told you so, for buying gargoyles.
0: I love the addition of the gargoyles uh, because it was given Quasimodo and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, I was just waiting for the gargoyles to come to life. But like... Gargoyles is such a random thing that Doop Insurance would have, especially because he's from Druselstein, mm-hmm. And I feel like gargoyles are like the, like they belong in a town called Drusselstyn.
1: Yeah. And this, and Doof's big plan, because he doesn't understand how mortgages work and like what it means to like default your account or what have you. Is that he decides he's going to make uh, rumors by saying that the building is unsellable to all the potential buyers that are at the uh, open house.
0: Yeah, no, that, I I think it's hilarious. Also, uh, when I was originally thinking of intro jokes, uh, when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, someone who definitely has gargoyles in her house, Navi.
1: hmm I don't know. I don't think gargoyles are my vibe.
0: No, your vibe is more like Magikarp from Pokemon. Uh,
1: I, I think I'm very minimalist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I could see Navi not having any plants, not having any posters on her walls. She's like- I don't. I I called it. I know Navi so well. (laughs) Um, Navi probably, like, anything that, like, she doesn't need, she throws out immediately. Yeah. Um, I'm not a
1: very sentimental person.
0: (laughs) You know what Doofenshmirtz should do? He should open up his apartment for filming uh, from big studio productions because then every day they use his apartment, he gets a month of his mortgage paid.
1: Yeah, but I don't think Schwartz is doing, like, the 4D tests, uh, thinking ahead that uh, a normal person would do.
0: Valid. That's very valid.
1: Yeah. So, there is one potential buyer that's interested in the house. I wonder who she could be. And she's there with her uh, partner as well. And Perry is pushing Doof to call Charlene, but he won't do it. Um, and he tries to deter the neighbor... Uh, them by saying that you know it's made out of cardboard and that the neighbors are crazy but the couple doesn't care and perry's like yo call Charlene. and he's like no and uh perry's getting very frustrated and i would be too
0: yeah also we find out that uh the unnamed husband fiance boyfriend doesn't have a name but do you know who voices annabelle no it's tina fey oh really Yeah, yeah i just looked this up and i was like wow
1: I guess now I I can kind of hear it now that you say. I didn't catch
0: it. that one. I definitely caught um, what's her name? Joan C- Crawford. Joan mm-hmm. Cusack. Sorry, Joan Crawford. Dad. Crawford.
1: Okay. Um. So uh, the buyer um magically disappears. We don't know where she went or uh where you know it definitely doesn't have to do with the other plot, even though we just talked about it. Um, and Doof is stoked because he thinks he can now live in Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated now that the buyer is gone but then the banker shows up and reigns on his parade uh, and tells him that since they didn't make the sale they're going to tear down the building to make a greeting card factory and at that point Doof is like yeah I'm going to call Starling and that's the end of this B plot here so what do you think about it?
0: Um, I had a lot of fun with this episode I think I liked this episode more than the one that we're going to discuss next Mm -hmm. um this was like a fun start to season three i don't think it's the best episode ever but this was like above average i think
1: i actually really like this episode when i was younger i didn't particularly care for this doof plot but as an adult it hits different and i i think it's actually my favorite doof plot or one of my favorite doof plots we've covered so far
0: yeah no um it's definitely it's definitely an interesting episode and i i think it's uh, a great start like in terms of some of the other stuff we've talked about recently i think this is one of the stronger episodes besides like the like the big ones like i think this was stronger than some of the late game season two one-offs that didn't have anything to do with like the big numbers like summer belongs to you is not in this conversation at all because i think that's such an elite episode but this is yeah. like one of those stronger episodes that we've seen in a while in terms of like the part ones
1: all right, perfect. So I guess it's time for a musical break.
0: Let's do it.
1: Run can this run? Run can this run? Run can this run. Run can run. Run campus run. Run can run. Run campus run. Run can run. Run campus run. Run can run. Run can run. Run run. Faster, faster. Girl, gotta, girl, gotta run gotta feel the rope burning from the heat of the sun on your feet as you float through the the hills passing you can feel all the power of the earth as you ride as it pulls as it pushes up and down side to side you can stroke you can see there's a creep from the feet you're a pillar in the air that's out of the clear run candace run run can run run candace, run run run
0: Faster. On the and we are back everyone We're back. Navi, silly silly Navi. Um, so I uh want to start off this episode by talking about um the the voice cast with Joan Crawford not Joan Crawford again. Joan Cusack. Navi, uh, did you recognize the voice immediately or did you wait until the credits?
1: I waited until the credits. I- I'm not very good at picking out like, like voices of like, because I've seen Joan Cusack movies, but like, I couldn't pick her up from a crowd or anything like that.
0: Navi's obviously a fake fan of School of Rock.
1: I am Clearly.
0: No, but I recognize, I was like, oh, she sounds a little like Jessie. And then there was like the little bubble blowing thing, which I have never seen in real life. Have you ever seen one of those bubble blowers? Uh,
1: yes, I, I remember those. In real life? Well, no, not in real life. Like but the like, pipes? No, no, I would see them like, I remember seeing them in uh, TV shows, but I don't think oh. I've ever seen one in real life. I feel
0: like the only time I've seen it was in Toy Story 2. Um, but anyways, I was excited to see her here. And it's kind of a shame that Will's not here to talk about his favorite principal in cinematic television or films history, uh, John Cusack from School of Rock. Um, but, anyways, let's get started with the recap. So, Phineas and Ferb are on vacation with their uh maternal grandparents, um, back in the wooded area where we had the ballad of uh Songbeard, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember his name. I'm but, bad
1: with the name. Sorry. Uh,
0: but like, it's the maternal grandparents, uh, and Lawrence and the grandpa are not getting along because the grandpa's bored by Lawrence. Um, and I feel like Navi probably enjoyed that little running gag.
1: Yeah, it was great. Probably my favorite part of the episode, if I'm being honest.
0: Oh, the running gag? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Um, I also loved the, the fact that, like, when he, his eyes light up because Phineas mm-hmm. and Ferb walk into the room. Um, so he's like oh my god save me from this pain
1: <laughs> it was so funny it's grandpa it's so Clyde cute.
0: and grandma Betty Jo That's that okay name. gotcha um, Phineas asked Candace if she knows what she wants to do today and she's like uh, I'm probably going to bust you um, they also um, ask uh, grandpa Clyde to tell them a story and he was like okay there was this one day I went to a barn built a balloon and won the most famous balloon race in history Um, and Firm says, oh, "Grandpa Claude, you make history come alive, basically." And Phineas is like, "That's what we're gonna do." So they go to the barn and they uh, start building their balloons. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this later. But how would you feel about hot air balloons?
1: Um, I wouldn't want to be on one.
0: Yeah. No. By the time this episode airs, it's gonna happen. So one of my coworkers and pals, Sean, he's proposing to his girlfriend uh, tomorrow. And he was like thinking about different things. Uh, he's not going to do a hot air balloon, but he was like, "Ooh." as I thought more and more about it, like, it's so boring. Like you, you propose in a hot air balloon and you're just kind of stuck there and no one can be there to take photos. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird proposal. Like a lot of people like to do it, but I'm just like, as he was th- talking out loud, I was like, oh, that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, have you ever been in a hot air balloon? No. Uh, I believe I have once in Germany and it just went straight up and then down. Uh, Should we tell Will to go there? It's in Berlin.
1: Ooh, maybe he would be down for that.
0: Let me look it up. Berlin. Um, Wealth Balloon. I believe it was. And it just goes straight up. World Balloon. Okay. Uh, I will ask my parents for which one it was. Okay. 500 euros.
1: I don't know. I always associate hot air balloons with advertisements because there's Mm -hmm. always that Remax a like the
0: Goodyear blimp? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so uh meanwhile we have Perry running into the chicken coop and he pushes a button underneath the chicken, falls into the trapdoor. How do you feel about this trapdoor?
1: Um, not a fan.
0: No, yeah, I'm not a fan of uh going into chicken coops. Uh have you ever have you ever hung out with chickens?
1: No, Felipe. <laughs> I, I don't like leaving my house.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, also, uh, so we find out this, there's going to be eggs all over this episode. So the eggs, um, the, we find out that the tri-state area has an unprecedented amount of egg shortages. And when we get to Doofenshmirtz, we'll find out why. But first off, we got to meet Betty Joe, and Linda, who are making lemonade. Um, Linda is having trouble seeing in this episode because her contacts uh, need to be refilled. Um, and she says she's blind as a bat and she almost puts salt in the lemonade. Are you a big lemonade girly?
1: Um, I like it when there's other fruit in the lemonade. I just don't like straight up lemonade. It's too sour for me.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not a big lemonade person, but, uh, past guest of the podcast, Jason Curtis Rivera. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Shout out to him and his Calypso lemonade account. Yes. Um, so Glenda and Candace walk in and Linda's like telling Candace about Glenda's history about how she's the first female conductor in the entire tri-state area. Uh, But her train is being decommissioned, so today is the last ride. And Glenda's like, I'm going up to Gearheart Summit. And Betty Jo's like, no one's ever done that successfully. And Glenda's like, I'm not going to give up. But Candace hears the word give up way too many times, so she's like, I'm going to give up, um, because she has selective listening. And I feel like I have that, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of uh, Glenda as a character introduction here? Um, and also, like, what a badass woman dominating, breaking the glass ceiling, and train conducting. However, I was worried that I did have flashbacks to Amelia Harehart for a second. I was like, oh no, Glenda, don't do this.
1: <laughs> no, she just, this was a really fun entrance. Uh, do we ever, do we see more of her again? Or is this like her one you know. and done? Uh,
0: first appearance, last appearance. Okay. Um, oh, but the Wilkins brothers we have seen before. Her sons. Oh, okay. Do you remember the episode where they have the um, bulldozer auctions? And oh, they- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so they... Uh, voiced by the people who play Luke and Bo in the Dukes of Hazard. Okay. This is also their last appearance. Anyways, uh, so... We go uh, to Candace and she's like, oh, uh, give up, okay. And she sings a song uh, about giving up and she gets, um, it's a power pop gospel song uh, by Dan- Danny Jacob, Candace, and Olivia Olson. Mm. Um, so that's, uh, it's called Give Up and uh, she recruits a lot of different people including um, a motorcycle stuntman, a football player, Uh, um, math teacher or students and she just collects everyone to uh, come and join her in the give up uh, line
1: look uh, I actually am pro this message sometimes just have to give up and that's okay
0: and again I know we haven't seen you haven't seen the Mario movie yet but Mm -hmm. there's a character who embodies this and you will love them and it's the Luma Mm mm-hmm um. so also apparently there's a continuity error because Candace does not scream or run away from the squirrel on the hammock despite her fear of squirrels that we saw in the <laughs> S.I.M.P. episode
1: maybe she went to therapy and got that figured out
0: or she's been hanging out with Kevin the zebra a lot or her, no the zebra the talking zebra Mavi, mm-hmm. we still got to do an episode when we're both high yes true. maybe when Will's back and he can control us maybe <laughs> um, unless Will wants to participate as well Uh, Anyways, back in the barn, Phineas and Franz launch their balloons. We got four balloons. Baljeet and Buford are in a bathtub one together. Um, And uh, they all look like Phineas for Buford and then Isabella's as a heart. They're racing to get to the top of Gearheart Summit as well. And Buford's like, there's... uh, Baljeet's like, there's too much weight in ours. So then he, like, throws uh, Baljeet into the air and he's connected to a rope. And I felt so bad for Baljeet, but his, like... This is like peak Buford Baljeet, I feel like. We're starting to hit their stride.
1: Yeah, uh, the Baljeet-Buford shippers are eating good this episode.
0: Yes. Um, so we go to Doofa's first vacation condo, and Agent P is there in an Agent P balloon. And is like very bored, and he's like, he traps him in a giant egg. I thought this was a cool trapping machine. Uh, but he introduces Perry the platypus to Dodo Bird, Incubator, and Nader. Right? Doof is like very bored. He's like, I am spending way too much time here, but he's trying to form the mighty Dodo bird army because he wants to use it against the tri-state area. And he's like, I don't know what a Dodo bird is. He just knows that there's are So he's like, oh, they're like dinosaurs, <laughs> but they are not. Although they attack like one. True. Um, so uh, we also get to the train stations. They all hop on the train. They pull out. Uh, the brothers are ta- the Wilkins brothers are taunting Glenda, and she tells them they can't forget they can't forget to clean their rooms. Also, uh, Phineas and friends are still racing, and Buford and Balshida are in last place. So Buford throws a swordfish, and then Buford's like, "No, it's a marlin," um, and the marlin hits the branch and bounces right back up and punctures Buford's balloon, pops it, and Ferb saves them, getting them a grappling hook, and they start swinging on there. And Candace has a perfect opportunity to bust them, but. She has given up, so she's like, whatever. Um, and uh, that, is, that is where we leave things off for a second with the Phineas and Ferb Candace plot. Any commentary so far, Navi, about the Marlin?
1: Uh, no, but uh, have you checked out the posters for the Little Mermaid movie?
0: I have seen some of them, yes.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are clowning the Flounder one.
0: Let's look it up. Flounder, Little Mermaid, poster
1: speaking of fish and underwater creatures
0: uh, yeah flounder looks a little tubby and a little grubby and a little less like that's my th- big thing with these live action remakes uh, at least this one has some humans but like with in terms of the animals like it's just you very tell like bland their
1: expressions like they have no facial expression
0: exactly and also like they just look a little grubby and like lifeless like the uh, like i i compare the live action lion king as like a shot for shot remake without any of the fun or color yeah so i feel like this is gonna have a lot of little lacking color like flounder is a more colorful fish i feel like this is a very like gray fish and this is like with a tint of yellow scuttle too but uh scuttle like is at least white in the fit in the movie true Uh, but we shouldn't be caring about the colors of these characters, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's enough controversy with that. Already. Me,
0: me, my issues with the Little Mermaid is that Flounder's not yellow enough, and I'm like going, <laughs> like that's my that's my hill to die on. Like,
1: uh-huh.
0: I don't care about the race of any of the characters. It's that Flounder is supposed to be yellow. Honestly, this might like, I feel like this is how we should be challenging people being like no like who cares about the little mermaid in her color it's about the fishes yeah anyways um do you have anything else to add while i find my notes again
1: uh no But i did see like one person like making fun of that flounder poster by showing two pictures of like two like very like grayed out frogs to represent tiana and naveen from the princess and the frog which is very are, funny
0: are they doing a live action one of those yet or no
1: no, I think it was just like a parody account. they well, like, check out.
0: A live action Lilo and Stitch as well as a live action um, Moana. Oh my God.
1: Like there's a, They're turning these live action movies out so quickly and no one is into them.
0: My big takeaway though is like, if you're gonna at least do them, we all know you're doing it because you want to make money and you know that there's bankable IP. At least put them in theaters instead of Disney Plus that no one's going to watch. Like, you'll get some money from ticket sales, at least, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have as much investment in watching, like, Peter Pan and Wendy or the live action Lilo and Stitch as I do for The Little Mermaid, but that's because I can make an event out of it and go to the movie theater with friends.
1: Yeah, there was, like, a recent uh, press conference or, like, a convention that was going on, and, like, a bunch of, like, theater execs were, like, yeah, we're trying to push more theatrical releases.
0: CinemaCon? Like,
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you, anything fun from CinemaCon that you saw?
1: No, I haven't been really, I haven't really been following CinemaCon. I've been pretty busy with work, uh, but I did see that headline and I read through the article and I'm like, good.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, no, uh, I I think CinemaCon is interesting and I agree more theater distribution, like a theater, watching a movie in theater, I think is much more fun. Obviously, Navi disagrees because she's waiting for Mario to come home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I think I I would rather watch a movie in the theater because I feel like I'm going to pay more attention to the movie anyways.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way.
0: Yeah, um, so in terms of where we were, Doofenshmirtz, he fires the innator, turns the chicken egg into a giant dodo bird egg. Uh, the dodo bird uh, is not smart at all. It's also ugly. And uh, he uh, is attacked by the dodo bird as Perry kind of like dips. Uh, he also says that the dodo bird looks like a turkey and the dodo bird gets upset.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would be too.
0: Yeah, right? Um, anyways, on the train, Candace goes to see how Glenda's doing. Glenda's like, oh, you look really cheerful, Candace. And Candace is like, yeah, I am, because your speech inspired me to give up. And Glenda's like, what? That's what my speech did to you? So then Glenda kind of puts all the coal in the thing. They run out of coal, and she just kind of chills with the bubble blower. And Candace is like, I'm not going to give up. Uh, and she's like, just to make sure this train's getting decommissioned. No one needs it, right? And then she'll, she starts unloading the entire train, throwing it all into the flame, uh so she takes apart the floorboards the walls the ceiling uh and linda and uh the grandma betty joe are playing cards which linda doesn't even know what game they're playing but they don't even notice that all of this is like falling apart
1: um, honestly i wouldn't either
0: what's your favorite card game
1: um i i don't know i don't i guess go fish that's what yeah i, I have I was thinking go
0: fish also i love uno crazy eights
1: yeah crazy eights is pretty fun
0: uh poker sometimes i haven't played poker in years we need to get a crew out here
1: i have uh, never played poker
0: you have never played poker it's no. okay I, when i watched big brother 17 I, I learned the rules of poker poker for Poker.
1: <laughs> <Pooker. laughs> that's the hashtag
0: um anyways phineas and ferb and friends are still racing uh isabella has left her balloon and is like phineas what are you doing um and he's like, oh, my steering wheel is a little loose. And Isabella's already in the balloon um, helping uh, as he tightens the steering wheel. Um, the dodo bird chases doofenshmirtz off a cliff. Phineas and birds see it on the cliff ledge. And they even write down, uh, they check it off, like, what else do we have to do? And they only have to find Frankenstein's brain, which is a little Easter egg to the song. hmm um, train makes it to the t- stop. Candace is like, I knew we could do it. And Glenda's surprised, but Candace says it was all, she knows that Glenda was doing an act and she learned her lesson. She won't stop giving up. Uh, meanwhile, Linda and Betty Joe have been oblivious to Candace's actions. Uh, they all have made it to the Gearhart summit. And there's a lot of Phineas and Ferb clothes on the racks because Betty Joe was like, it's a 50% sale. So Candace is looking through the gift shop and sees the Phineas and Ferb outfits. But then the balloons stop right behind each of their outfits and she drags Linda to them. Linda's like, "Oh, I can't tell." Uh, hi, boys. And uh, is like, "It's farce perspective," which I got a little chuckle out of, and I'm sure you did as well as a mm-hmm. student. Uh, and then Phineas and Ferb show up uh, as the clothing, like, uh, like as the balloons fly away. Um, and she's like, "Oh, whatever." Uh, she's she looks at them for a second, and then Phineas start startles her by talking. Also, we find out that Doof and the Dodo are still fighting. <laughs> um, anyways, that's the episode.
1: Yeah, this is fun. I still think I like the first one more, but this wasn't bad.
0: Yeah. And then in terms of the post credit scene, uh, we got the bird jumping out and popping Ferb's hot air balloon. Uh, and Doofus was like, my vacation's not going well. The hot air balloon explodes, Doof and the bird fall into the museum of biological oddities that the farmer and the farmer's wife bought, and the farmer's wife is yelling at the farmer saying, oh, you bought a bio museum of biological oddities, but you didn't have any biological oddities, and then uh, they look at Doof and Schmerz confusingly, and the dodo lands on top of him. And that's the episode. Hooray! We did it! Anyways, let's go to a musical break.
1: Oh, give up! It's not bad to have goals per se when you teach your coach and counselor ask. Cold, hard reality can get in your way when you're really not up to the task. Well, you've been scheming and spying and screaming and crying, but you know there's still something that you're still not trying. Give up. You've been trying to sell this so long, even though there's no one out there buying I know you're tired of the same old song But it's not really failure If you're not even trying to give up It's like you're banging your head Against the same old wall Baby, all you got to show is a brute Well, it's a crazy thing to do To just keep on repeating All these actions that will only lead To cranial bleeding Give up It's time for you to throw in the towel, capitulate, and raise the white flag. Give up, and don't be bitter just because you're a quitter. You can even hold your head up and brag. That's right, you gave up. She gave up, she gave up. I gave up. That's right, I never even suited up. Water!
0: And we are back
1: we're back we're back
0: um Navi uh where what are we doing segment wise today
1: I guess uh, I don't think we have any feedback so I guess did you our listeners just...
0: stop listening actually that's not true because Giovanni did tell me that he uh enjoyed our simulation even though we got pretty tired by the end of it
1: oh that's nice of you,
0: Giovanni um yeah, so we don't have any feedback um, in terms of our regular segments before we do the the word, tier listing and uh, MVPs of the episode. What do we have to check off, Navi?
1: Well, first off, we have the you know, will this make the playlist? Um, and obviously, Run Candace Run makes my playlist. Uh,
0: give Up makes my playlist when I'm trying to uh, take a nap.
1: Yes, I feel like it's say. a good like,
0: <laughs> fall asleep song. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Give up. It's giving. Step off. step off. Step off. Step off. Anyways, uh, yeah. These are these are fine songs. They're not, like, I don't think I'm gonna remember them other than, like, kind of the first one for the memes. Uh, but I'm sure you'll remember both fondly.
1: I'll definitely remember Run, Candace, Run.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, did the Doofenshmirtz impress his professor, Miss Nobby?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure he definitely impressed his professor by not paying his mortgage payments. Um...
0: I can see it. um
1: I guess for the second one, I don't know what do you think?
0: I think he brought a dodo bird back to life. I think that's impressive. yeah, um, I agree with that. yeah, uh, what else do we have to check off in terms of these uh little shenanigans that we do here?
1: Um, I guess the inventions are uh, I know what you're doing today's.
0: I would rather read than run same. and uh I mean a hot air balloon, you can read on the hot air balloon, so I guess you could do that.
1: Yeah, but I don't... You can also read on the ground.
0: True. I think I would like to do a hot air balloon ride.
1: Um, I, I think I'm good.
0: Yeah, you'll pass. It's fine. We know yeah. you. Uh, season three starting off with full reading from Navi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, read anything good lately, Nabi?
1: I haven't really had time to read books, per se, unfortunately. But I, yeah. I am planning on going to the library tomorrow, so maybe I'll pick something out.
0: We love that um anyways uh do we have anything else that we have to take care of or should we start tier listing
1: let's tier list
0: all right so just to remind everyone our tier list we have uh uh queen of mars yummy 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 uh okay satellite fell to earth and then busted those are our tiers Mm -hmm. and we are starting fresh clean slate slate right for season three. navi where are you ranking rating this episode
1: uh the first
0: one run candace run
1: Run, this run. I think I'll put it in Yummy, Yummy, Yummy for now, but it does have the potential to go up to Queen of Mars.
0: Nice. All right. So Navi's putting in in Yummy, 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 as am I. We'll find out Will's ranking later on. I think mine's solid Yummy, 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 because I feel like Queen of Mars is just like an echelon higher for me mm-hmm. um, that this didn't hit, but I thought this was a phenomenal uh, fun kickoff start to season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of last train to Busfeld, Miss Navi, do you have a strong take?
1: I'm still figuring it out. What do you think? I'm putting this
0: one in okay, just because I do want to differentiate the two episodes. Um, mm. But it was, like, high okay. It was not, like, a low, like, uh, this was fine. Like, there were parts of this that I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, but there were just others that I couldn't put it in the same category as Run Candace Run, and I think I just needed to d- differentiate it.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Because I was going between yummy, 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 and okay. Um... And I think the, I liked it more when I was watching, but it, but as you were like sort of describing it and sharing your thoughts, it kind of made me realize that, that maybe it is just okay. And that's okay. And so it's okay. I'll, and the, so I'm going to put it in okay.
0: We have these tears because if every episode of Phineas and Ferb was the same, then we wouldn't have a podcast about it. Exactly. All right. Navi, are you ready to get into the MVPs for the week? Yes. All right. So where are you going with Run, Candace Run.
1: I'm giving it, I, I was actually between Doof and Perry, um, and I think I'm going to go with Doof.
0: Doof and Schmertz, the winner of season two, is already winning season three after an early start. Uh, yeah, he do you does eventually elaborate?
1: call Charlene, so he did save Doof and Schmerz Evil Incorporated, so I'll take that as a win.
0: All right, and then why were you considering Perry, just because I'm not going to give Perry my points? So because he was
1: trying to talk sense to Doof, and he did eventually get through to him.
0: That is valid, that is valid. All right, I'm going to give my point. I was joking earlier about Smorky. Uh, I don't think Will would be happy if I gave it to Smorky, although I would try. Um, So I'm going to give it to Sally because Sally entertained me with her. Why is your neck so long? Why are you a freaking giraffe? Uh, And her illiteracy cracked me up. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to give Sally a point moving forward, so I wanted to shout her out right here. Navi seems nonplussed. Navi. Yep, I'm here. Okay, I feel like you're just like you're just like your lack of commentary is your commentary.
1: No, I was just having some internet issues, but I think I fixed it.
0: Okay, uh, what do you think of me giving my point to Sally?
1: I think it's a solid pick. Uh, she was savage to Candace, so I think it was great.
0: Yeah. Um, anyways, Navi, uh, do you want me to go first for MVP for Last Train to Busville? Yeah, sure. Um, I appreciated Candace taking a chill day. Buford and Balsheet entertained me, but I don't know. I think Glenda breaking the glass ceiling is an MVP for years and needs to be recognized as a train conductor. So also it's Joan Cusack. Um, And I I think I'm going to give it to Glenda.
1: Solid choice, especially because it's her one and only appearance. Yeah. Might as well get her on the board. I am going to give it to the Dodo Bird.
0: As you should. Yeah. I, when I saw the dodo bird, I was like, "Okay, this is going to be a contender for Nar- Navi's tribe at the end of the season." Uh uh-huh. Um. Anyways, uh, so g- go on, give the dodo bird your flowers.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um. Any other reasons besides the dodo bird just attacking and pummeling, uh, Doofishburton, uh, as a as a, um, being called a turkey?
1: I just love that he was Doof was beefing with an extinct animal. That was great.
0: <laughs> As Doof does. Um, anyways, uh, Navi, do you have any final thoughts on these two episodes?
1: No, this is a fun start to season three. And I'm excited to see what the rest of the season has to offer.
0: Yes. Yeah, so up next, we have The Great Indoors and Uh, So it seems like a Candace Jeremy episode on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are looking forward to having more guests on this season now that we're all kind of settling in to the podcast game but for now it's just me and navi until will gets back from germany we have discussed with will what his ideal plans are and he told us germany has given him internet issues so we uh, are not confident in getting will on the podcast until he's back but we will try nonetheless we miss our king our mustachio man uh so while we are on this topic Will's pop culture plug is going to be the German version of the Mario movie, which he saw with no English subtitles. And uh, I am sure he had a great time. Navi, with that said, where should people keep up with you? And do you have any pop culture plugs or do you want to do a succession minute real quickly? Or should we wait till Will's here?
1: Um, Yeah, we can do a quick succession minute.
0: All right. So succession spoilers up ahead. Navi, do you have any questions for me as I am now caught up? Uh, who's your fave? who's my favorite kendall roy because he's a sad girl he's a sad boy um he's baby girl um and he's a sad little depressed man and i empathize with him because i'm mm-hmm. sad but he's also toxic so um i don't empathize with that but i there are just some times that a character will say something to kendall and like beat him down verbally and i just empathize with that and just like i'm sad too kendall it's okay just need are a you a-
1: <laughs> are you a Kenan stewie shipper <laughs>
0: I didn't know that was a thing.
1: It is.
0: I mean, I think Kendall would like to be fucked.
1: By Stewie? Come on.
0: I Stewie's think, hot. I, <laughs> yes, as, I, I agree. But I, I, I didn't, I'm still processing the news. Like I thought people were shipping Tom and Greg because I feel like that's a gay relationship. Oh
1: yeah, happen. well that's definitely like- But like,
0: Tom yes. wants to fuck Greg so badly. And that's my yes. take on the situation. Definitely. Um, we love Jerry.
1: Jerry's awesome.
0: Uh I love Roman and I love Siobhan. Um Roman's Roman, my little
1: gremlin man. I love yeah, him. Yeah,
0: he looks like a little hobgoblin. When he masturbates into the window, I screamed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this
1: is great for the Phineas and Bert podcast, by <laughs> the
0: way. <laughs> was that the first discussion of that does that the first time we ever said that word on the podcast?
1: Um, I'm sure we've made euphemisms like we've made euphemisms. the hard
0: yeah. the hard M bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, born the floor was a memorable moment. Uh, Elastigirl was in this series, and no one told me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I. I feel like I don't have takes unless you guide the discussion.
1: No, I. I. I love the show. Um, I, did hate oh. seeing my boy Logan lose at points.
0: You love I am Logan a Roy. Logan
1: apologist.
0: <laughs> I mean, he lost the game of life a couple episodes ago.
1: Yeah. Well, we knew that was coming eventually.
0: See, I never expected it to actually happen on the show. I thought the show was going to end and he was going to give the company away and then die. <laughs> um. But then, uh, no, Kendall Roy is my favorite. I uh, love him. He's just a sad, sad little man. Um, and I empathize deeply. Um, and then... Uh, I, I love some of the memes that they've made, like when uh, Tucker Carlson got fired and then they were like, oh, Carrie's going to take over Fox News.
1: Yes, that was great. Um, the next
0: Succession episode takes- Twitter
1: is a great place. It's so unhinged.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, the next episode takes place at my workplace. Uh, oh. So I see it in the trailer. Um, I know one specific scene, films in the building I work in. I don't know what scene it is. I just know I saw a production scout uh, doing stuff. Um, And, uh, yeah, there's only five episodes left. I will push back against something you've previously told me, Mm -hmm. that you think Succession is a better show than Better Call Saul. I disagree with that statement, uh, although I do think it's a really great show.
1: Okay, yeah. I need to rewatch Better Call Saul, so. Uh,
0: I just, I think, like, I, despite everything I'm watching, I think Ray Seahorn needs to win an Emmy because I think the best acting across everything I've seen this year was Ray Seahorn in episode 12 of this season, last season you've seen the last season, right?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Okay. I think Ray Seahorn needs an Emmy. Um, and now she doesn't have to compete with Sarah Snook, hopefully. Uh, Cause I'm sure Ray Seahorn will submit for supporting, even though I think she's lead. Yeah. Uh, still upset about Mandy Moore, not even getting nominated last year for this is us. Anyways, Navi, we should have more succession discussions when Will gets back. Um, yes. Because I saw you and Will and Chappelle tweeting about the closed loop system.
1: Mm-hmm. Fun times. Um,
0: yes. But Navi, where, where can people keep up with you besides Succession Twitter? And what is your pop culture plug besides Succession?
1: Uh, my pop culture plug, I haven't watched too much. Uh, I recently watched uh, Yuri on Ice, which is a uh, shocker and anime. And it's super gay and super wholesome. And you would really like it.
0: Okay. That is Navi's pop culture plug. How's the Baruto minute?
1: I have not been watching Baruto. I haven't watched Baruto since uh, December. And I don't think I will pick it back up. So It's not good? No.
0: No. It makes even the bad episodes of Naruto look good?
1: Well, I kind of just sledged through Naruto. Because I'm like, this is kind of familiar. But Baruto is like totally uncharted waters for me. And I'm like, I I can't stand this fucking kid. So...
0: Protect your mental health, Navi. Yes. Um, in terms of me, you can follow me at WhatTheFleep on all social media, primarily most active on my Instagram, but I will be making a TikTok soon, so keep your eyes peeled to that. Uh, that is where I promote all the stuff I'm doing, uh, including stand-up shows here in the Los Angeles area. Ooh. I am booked for a show on Sunday that will have happened before this episode drops, so uh, I might post some clips if I buy this video for that one, but I am still working on making videos for my last set. Uh, it will also be pretty much the same set. So, um, in terms of uh, my main at What the Fleep on all social media, Brazil Dragon Pod on all social media as well, including the Instagram page. Twitter, I need to get better at it. We are work- chugging along slowly on Snoopy, Scooby Snacks and Chats. Uh, we have a couple episodes scheduled, not recorded yet. Um, so, I'll have some in the can hopefully by the end of next week. Uh, it's been a slow month for the Brazilian dragon podcast in terms of what you've seen, but in terms of behind the scenes, we have three episodes currently banked for media made me for our 10 episode for a season, uh, working along on that. Plus we have something in pre-production right now. Uh, I'm just going to say it's going to be a podcast and that's, that's just the way, uh, if you want a hint, P O D C A U S T. If you can figure it out. Uh, And uh, we have some other podcasts in the hopper, plus lots more finis and Ferb, ideally with guests. Um, And I am scheduled to make an appearance on a podcast discussing Gossip Girl shortly. But you may have also seen that I was on one indescribable podcast talking about the season one finale of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, It was a grand old time, also a very sad time during part of the episode because it is a very emotional episode. But we had a lot of chaos and a lot of fun. And definitely want to invite lindy todd and adam to come chat about Phineas and herb as well as any brazilian dragon content that they're interested in we actually mm-hmm. have todd booked for one of the scooby-doo movies um in terms of my pop culture plug this is also going to be a bittersweet one but um one of my favorite survivor players passed away recently mm-hmm. uh keith nail and uh i was bawling on my drive to work a couple of days ago listening to the rob uh has a podcast tribute episode where he talked to Kelly Wentworth and Jeremy and Natalie Anderson and Andrew Savage and Kimmy Kappenberg. Um, so just like some beautiful stories about Keith Nail, who was one of my favorite Survivor players in the last uh, decade of Survivor, mm-hmm. for sure. And he was just like a good time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to promote that as well as something a little more lighthearted. Um, I really enjoyed the Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. Like, I'm not someone who's played a lot of d and I played two sessions and I was just kind of like zoned out for a lot of it because i have adhd brain and uh this was a lot of fun like i had a great time uh and even if you haven't DD would much i still think it's a fun movie when it comes to streaming for navi or if you have a chance to see it in theaters with that said navi hashtag what did i say Pooker, yeah Pooker at myself at navi and at will uh until next time everyone we're going to be talking about the great indoors and candera me with all that said Corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy.
1: Bye. I know you know what you're doing today. I know you know what you're doing.
0: Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna
1: bust you if you.